such a big movie for you. You want to just sing the song from Richie Rich? Richie, meet the Richie. He's the <laughs> modern richest family from the town of Whitesville. He's about to get a chestnut tree. I don't, I don't know anything about Richie Rich. All the famous Richies you can think of. Uh, Richie Sambora. Richie Schroeder. Richie, well, that's technically a Ricky, actually. Ricky. I'll count it. Richie Valens, because I think we're going to run out really quick. Yeah, uh, you've got, of course, um, Richie Nixon. Sure, sure. <laughs> R- Richie Attenborough? I'm, I'm literally out of Rich uh, Ranger Rich. Hey, welcome to Your Inner Child's an Idiot, the podcast where you revisit things from our childhood and see if they're good. My name's DJ. Hi. Uh, hello. My name's uh, Damon. Thank you. My, my name's. I don't uh, know why I went full Woody Allen for my introduction. Uh, and by, I actually, you know, just a quarter Woody Allen, just full, the stammering. Full, just the let's stammering. not say full. Let's, yeah. Not a full Woody Allen, uh, Your Honor. Um, just, just the stammering was was part of it. I'm forcing Damon to watch this movie, Richie Rich, from 19, I don't know, 92. When did this come out? I don't know. Somewhere no, I feel like that's 90s. too early. Okay, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. 1991. I think it's actually 1991. You think it's 91? Think? I um I'm going to say 1994. Okay, let's do it. Richie Rich. The movie came out 1994. Good job. <laughs> I get the gift card. Um I the only reason I said earlier is cuz Home Alone came out earlier than I realized and cuz I think Home Alone was 1990 and I was like this wasn't that long after. But then I remembered Macaulay Culkin stayed young looking for a long time. He had that Bieber disease where like Bieber stayed like weirdly childlike for a long time and then he like got real gross real quick. It's like, called Bieber myalgia and it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that feels good to laugh. <laughs> so you never saw this. You've never seen this movie. No. I uh, didn't I'm, even like Richie Rich as a, like a character. Like it's the laziest. He's rich. What can you do? Like the most interesting thing I know about Richie Rich. I like you Rich said, is I didn't part. even like Richie Rich. Like everybody loved that comic, that Archie Someone comic. Someone did. Richie He's a character. They made a movie about him. Uh, the only thing I know about Richie Rich is the joke from The Simpsons where Bart theorizes that Casper is the ghost of Richie oh, Rich. Yeah. And then Lisa oh, yeah. says, maybe he killed himself when he realized like his wealth collection was empty. Whoa. That's the only thing I know because they have a similar nose. But like his character is just like I am rich. Yeah, I I didn't have like a lot of attachment to the, <laughs> the comic, the Archie Comics character, uh, Harvey Comics. Yeah, not Sorry, even Archie just, Comics. Yeah, I remember there used to be short like when I would watch like. Uh, animation blocks when I was a kid. Like sometimes a Richie Rich would get crammed in there. And even then I was like, what's the joke here? The main reason I wanted to revisit this right now is that we're about to go uh, on a trip and we're going to go to the Biltmore estate, which is- (laughs) Oh, you're going to Anderson Cooper's house. Yeah, this is where uh, the, at least the exterior uh, stuff was filmed um, at his house. I think that's going to shine a lot of light on the the making of of Richie Rich (laughs) (laughs) space parenthesis 1994 1994 i i definitely saw this and i think i liked it as a kid <laughs> your honor because i saw this i liked it because it's like the the you know the kids version of what it means to be rich like he has a mcdonald's in his house he has like a roller coaster and all this kind of stuff stuff that you like if you were both a rich kid and your parents let you buy whatever you want <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that you'd get. It seems like a, an equation that usually leads in charming personalities. Yeah, that here's the thing that I think is going to be interesting, an interesting difference watching it now versus then, which is that I've learned a lot about what it means to be wealthy in the United States <laughs> between <laughs> now and then. Not through experience, but through <laughs> through how difficult it would be to do so ethically. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it'll be interesting to see like i don't think i don't remember this movie going into that too much but <laughs> it's going to be interesting to read between the lines of uh of exactly what they're doing because his parents are the good they're the good rich that's the uh, right um yeah. 
they're they're like Elon Musk. They got their money uh, from inheriting their wealth from a emerald mine uh, run in apartheid South Africa. Yeah. Good rich like that. Yeah, like a yeah, good yeah, yeah. rich person. Right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Um, is it are his parents dead, or they're just like no. let him do what he wants? They just let him do what he wants, I think. And they and they get kidnapped in this movie. John Larroquette's the bad guy. Do you remember that? Now I do love a, a Larroquette. Yeah, is Larroquette alive? Yes, and huh. good for uh, her. His son uh, is a prolific podcaster. Do uh, you do you ever listen to a uh, Yeah Dude the podcast? I don't. I try to avoid things that say dude directly in the title. Hey, dude, you're on notice. Fair enough. Uh, so wait, hold on. I have a more question. I, well, one thing I will note, like McDon- having a McDonald's in your house does seem like a ludicrous thing. Like, oh, this is something a rich person would do, a cartoon rich person. But then you found out, like I found out like in the 2000s that wealthy people were having like Starbucks's in their house. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee had a Starbucks in his house. And I was like, like, fully staffed? What are you talking about? I think so. That's such an insane idea when you think it out because you're like, why wouldn't you just have the coffee? What do we, what is, what is it about the like branded Starbucks thing that you want? Unless you're just like, have a front facing part of your house that like you can earn money off of it or something. Like, I don't understand why you would actually. You've raised some valid questions, and uh, uh, I did some thorough research while you were saying that last sentence, and um, <laughs> I may have got, misremembered some information that I received from music television show Cribs. Okay, okay, okay. This just he in. had a professionally installed Starbucks cappuccino machine in his home. Okay, well that makes a little bit more sense. Still like, a wealthy thing to do, but not yes. as wealthy as like paying, you know, for a part-time Starbucks employee to be in your home at all times. <laughs> or just making your full-time, you know, housekeeping staff like put on the apron and, and visor right. and go behind the counter. <laughs> hey, Spencer, I thought you were taking off today. I thought it was your stepmom's birthday party. Oh, she had to reschedule? Oh, you switched with Brenda? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, we're just eating dinner, but please stay, you know, you got time to lean, you got time to clean, you know, Spencer? Yeah, am I right? Am I right? I, it's, but it, it is like, I mean, we knew the, the like, the rich kid schools in, in our high school, they had, like, you know, a food court. But that's different. I mean, but that's kind of like right. how and you imagine Right, they were all founded wealth. in 1956. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. You can be an ethical rich person. Just move to the suburbs and take your kids to a... Take your tax money to that school. Um, that and because we uh, rearrange taxes by zip code, um, only that school gets your tax money, and all the other schools don't. It's a. It's not white flight. I am, however, white, <laughs> and I am leaving this area. I just realized when I inseminated my wife uh, that I just really <laughs> wanted more uh, space uh, for my home. Suddenly. And I wanted to uh, not be around as many different looking people. <laughs> I'm not, it's not racist. I just want to draw a red line between where I live. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Feels uh, good enough. to laugh again. We're just <laughs> on a roll. Enough uh, systemic racist real estate jokes. It's time to move on. <laughs> uh, we're going to watch Richie Rich starring Macaulay Culkin. And uh, we'll be back right after this. You know what is more valuable than money? Speaking of Richie Rich. (laughs) No, what is more valuable than... Is this a riddle? Are you trying to steal my ring? (laughs) It's when people support us with money. That's more valuable than just money. That is more valuable than the thing they're using to make our show possible if you want to transcend money by giving it away to us mm. patreon.com slash your inner channels mm. you can support us different levels of support we can read your name on the show we can put your name in the written credits every once in a while we do a bonus episode we're not great at it uh but sometimes we do it and uh you'll get early access to the episodes whenever that's possible did a couple of live editing sessions stop doing that because uh stop having time to edit the podcast so benny does it now hey benny maybe benny will do a live uh, editing thing on our patreon page i don't know what's up ben 
patreon.com slash Jaren Travels and Idiot. Cha-ching! That's us enjoying uh, your money. It's also the lullaby that they would have sung to, to Richie Rich when he was a child. Cha-cha-ching! Cha-cha-ching! Um, we watched Richie Rich, 1994's Donald Petrie's Richie Rich. Ri, ri, sent sign. He, ri, ri sent sign. Sent sign. <sighs> Donald Petrie, the I was like. The is a mess. When you text that to someone, by the way, I can tell you oh, yeah, over the past work. week, it's a mess when you do the sent sign as a C. It really doesn't It's like out that. there in no man's land. Just It's like up too much. Yeah, it's like David Blaine. It's just like hovering a little bit above. <laughs> it's like, this it's is not, a trick. You don't want to call it levitating, but it's just like awkwardly above the sidewalk. This is some sort of fucking trick. Set <laughs> sign. Don't right. bother these people while they're at a, you know, a bodega buying lotto, lotto tickets. David <laughs> Blaine. Just let them be. Richie Rich is uh, the richest kid in the world. Mm. Um, son of Richard Rich. Yeah. Senior. It's a senior, senior sitch. He, he's rich in money, but he seems to be maybe maybe not so rich in friendship. Happens, happens. I see that happening a lot with rich people. Yeah. They're definitely not. I mean, have you seen Real Housewives? They all hate each other, and they're all constantly hanging out with each other. But go ahead, Richie Rich. Tell me this story, this tale of the poor rich kid with no friends. Sorry. You know, Richie Rich, is a, he's, the, he's the only son of the, the richest couple in the world, and he's, he's the scion. He is set to inherit the business. He's, you know, being groomed at little kid CEO school, which we'll talk about. Inherited wealth is a sin. Go ahead. There's a nefarious character involved. John Larroquette's <laughs> character who has a name, I'm sure. He does. I can, It's Lawrence Van Doe. Just, Van in, Doe, just to keep in right. the trend of this, this naming convention that Harvey Comics came up with. He tries to kill Richie's parents in order to take over the business. And Richie. Richie decides tries to murder to them all. He stays home at the last minute, and so Richie's not there, but they think they've uh, he's killed the riches, but actually they survived as well. So Richie takes over the company for a while, and then Bando's had about enough of that, mm-hmm. and he eventually gets uh, custody of Richie. So he puts an end to that, takes over the company. He's about to drive it into the ground by maximizing profits. That's not what this company's for. Boo. You think we you think we became billion trillionaires by maximizing profits? No, absolutely <laughs> not. But then it turns out the uh, the riches survive. They come back. Vando try threatens to kill them all, but eventually, of course, they save the day. Vando is uh, murdered, skinned alive in front of the children. Mm-hmm. Richie mm-hmm. makes as, rich as he should have been. Yeah, Richie Rich makes friends with some poor kids uh, and invites them over so they can be rich as well. Well, no, uh, he just shows them his wealth. I, I, that might have been a more ambiguous part of the movie where uh, he doesn't actually give them any money. He well, just shows them the items he has as part of his wealth. He gives them something more valuable than money. Friendship. Aspirational goals. Friendship. <laughs> By the way, uh, you used the phrase killing the riches, which if this were real life, that would be the HBO Max only exclusive documentary <laughs> about uh, Lawrence Van Doe's scheme to, to uh, kill, kill the riches. Kill the riches. And it would be like nine episodes, but it really only needed to be three at most, honestly. Ugh, Come guys, on. I know, I know, like you all need to just cool it with the multi part documentaries that could have been 45 minutes. Absolutely. And don't give me a second season of this Nexium crap. If you don't have anything, don't promote a second season yet. You didn't have anything the first go around. Why oh, are we doing it was this just again? Nine episodes. And I was still like, what did he do? He ran like business classes. And then I watched one episode of the stars version. And it was like, oh yeah, he kept a teenage girl in a closet for a year. And I'm like, See, oh, th- that's interesting. Interesting <laughs> that these people that want to rehabilitate their uh, reputations on HBO didn't bring up the fact that they were, you know, enthralled by a child molester. Weird. Weird. Anyway, you were talking about the riches, I believe. <laughs> Rich senior uh, and rich junior, his scion. So this is, that is the a, first time we've used the word scion on this show. I uh, well, well, we we did a whole episode on the car. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, remember the mid two thousands <laughs> when we were all doing this? We were all cube having thing? cube cars. So, what? what? I was just gonna I was just gonna talk about Macaulay Culkin in general in this. 
If, I want to talk I about may. before we get to him. I got to talk Please. about Don okay. Petrie because oh. oh, I I didn't okay. recognize that. I recognize that name just enough to be like, wait, who is this? Mm. And he's the guy who gave us uh, Mystic Pizza, which I've never seen. Julia Opp- Roberts, Opp- Opportunity Knox, which I have seen an exceedingly, I've seen a weird amount of times in my life. So he gave us Opportunity Knox, Grumpy Old Men. Ah, now that I'll give him credit for. Uh, my favorite Martian, Miss Congeniality, oh. heard of it. That is How good. to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm, Donald Petrie, you seem to be all over the place. Welcome to Mooseport. With, starring... Ray, with Ray Romano, my brother's so tall. Yeah, bro, Ray Romano and Gene Hackman. Notorious asshole Gene Hackman from the Chevy and... Chase School of Antisocial yeah. Behavior. So anyway, I just, I just found that interesting because I was like, is this guy a guy? And yeah, he was for a bit. This guy was a guy. This guy was a guy. Thank you. Is he you still to making talk about, movies? Doesn't seem like often. By the way, just a small tangent on Gene Hackman. I like when you learn Please. like real reputable like dirt on an actor and you're like, oh, the, the guy, like when Wes Anderson was just like, Gene Hackman's a complete asshole and I'll never work with him again. And then you sort of look back on all this sort of f- more friendly anecdotes about Gene Hackman where he wouldn't <laughs> shave his head for Superman and he yeah. insisted on wearing more and more ludicrous wigs. And I'm like, oh, this was like the 70s version of people going, Gene Hackman's an asshole and I don't like working with him. Right. But uh, he's Gene Hackman, so we got to roll with it. And now we're like, he's True. basically retired anyway. So, Popeye Doyle. All right. I was just going to say about uh, Macaulay Culkin that he seemed like he did not want to be here. It seemed like he had lost a bet. Like, I felt like he lost that uh, joie de vivre that we uh, see him in, in other movies sort of have. Well, he just seemed like he was like glum. There's a weird part where Gloria, a child named Gloria, again, Gloria. can't get over it. <laughs> I think you got your number. He does have her number at some point um, because they become friends. Uh, but she says, you know, I used to think you were a spoiled brat, but I don't think that anymore as much or some sort of 90s joke like that. And he goes, he's like, gee, thanks. And like, he doesn't even like make eye contact. He just sort of mum, mum, mumbles it. And it just seemed like uh, he's like, we're not doing another take. Let's just get this over with. Well, if you recall from uh, our last Culkin joint, mm-hmm. Home Alone, mm-hmm. he was... Um, very bad in that, but he was still like eight. So yeah, he was still adorable. He was so cute. Now he's he's like cute for a twelve year old. You know, he's like a oh, but he's older, and you can't really get away with it. I don't know that he got worse, but he definitely didn't improve. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like the sort of wooden kid thing, and it's like a less excitable role. I think Richie Rich, like as a character, to give way too much credit, is a bit more stiff, right? I mean, he's like learning how to be a kid, but generally he's like wearing, you know, vests and like uh, tailored suits all the time. He's not like a rambunctious run around and uh, murder criminals that enter their house kind of kid, you know? Well, I mean, I feel like he the becomes movie that more. To, <laughs> he does become that more, but I feel like he, I feel like the movie wasn't sure what they wanted Richie Rich to be because at sometimes he That's is true. kind of a stuck up little prig, um, and other times he's like, oh, I want to play baseball with the with the guys. Hey, I gotta who play snatched baseball. my ball? Look at all those kids playing ball. I got my stick in that wheel thing that they had in the nineteen twenties. <laughs> the wheel thing, a uh, hoop. You mean? Yeah, that's right. Um, and then there's that. There's a weird gag that I just like. I didn't even know if I was on the same plane of existence for a while. Where he is taking back control of the company from John Larroquette about halfway through the movie, and while he's discussing his plans with John Larroquette, he keeps like making like a like mouth uh, wacky the, yeah. mouth things in the it's magnifying a, glass. Yeah. and I'm like, what is this? What is this version of the character where he's just like? Being a child, which is understandable, but like they haven't played this aspect up of the char- character up until now. It's just this weird gag. And I'm like, is this just literally for the trailer so that you'll have a quick shot of him being childish for the trailer? Or what is this? Well, see, this is something that's important. Like with, um, you know, it became a big part. They, they call it the, the Petri school. <laughs> it's yeah, the, the Petri school of of acting through through milkshakes. So that's how you know that. <laughs> he's a child is that right. there's a milkshake in nearly every scene. Cause like 
no adults drink milkshake. And by the end, he's got he's got the whole board of directors mm-hmm. drinking milkshakes. It shows that they are also child, children at heart. I mean, because who doesn't want a fucking milkshake? Your boss is like, do you want a milkshake? What is your answer? Yes, of course. Yes. Maybe not every day, but you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I've got heart disease, uh, Richie. You don't know about that yet, but I, uh, I can't have a milkshake every day. In fact, Donald Petrie went up to Norman Rockwell once, and he was like, "Hey, have you ever thought about painting a picture of a cop sharing a a milkshake with this uh, with a little girl, and it'll be charming? We'll put it on the Saturday Evening Post." And Norman Rockwell was like, "Why is this five year old child like giving me direction on on paintings? And how did you get in yeah. here in the first place?" Yeah, that's the Petrie School. What? I've lost the thread. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm the one who's been drinking. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to my brain. Do you like that I had to go back for that? It's not even. Yeah, that it was good definitely worth bit. it. What I liked about it is that we 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 got our, our legs stretched just to go back to the the Donald Petrie School of Acting, and it turns out it's like milkshake based. And then I said, I bet I can extend this. I'll talk about this weird, obscure Norman Rockwell painting and describe it poorly. You know what I like about this is my brain is broken, and um, I am less in control of my mental uh, facilities more each day. So when we started this movie, um, when I hit play, my brain like finally clicked into uh, into place like a game yeah. of connection. Finally mm-hmm. slid in, and I was like, "Oh wait, I fell for the classic DJ trap in that I'm now consigned to watching a movie that is." All children. While the credit credits yes. were opening, credits were rolling. I was like, "Why would I do this? It's literally about the richest kid in the world." I hate children, and they're acting second most. <laughs> um, but I was not surprised. me. I love it. <laughs> you can't get enough of it. More Haley Joel Osment, please. In a normal way. In a normal way. Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, move along from come that on, guys. Line of joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I was we I was I was a little confused because actually when I started watching this movie I realized that the the kids are almost an afterthought and it's about corporate espionage and murder attempts um, um, more than also, it was about like what it's like to be a lonely kid. In fact, like it felt like the lonely kid parts were just sort of peppered in between scenes of you know John Larroquette sexually harassing his secretary and Edward uh, Herman and. Um, Christine Ebersol uh, acting like ludicrous caricatures of rich people on a raft. The kid stuff seemed almost like an afterthought. Yeah. Well, and uh, some very Marxist-leaning uh, business practices and and political uh, holdings by these richest people in the world. I don't think those two things work. I was very confused <laughs> by that. I was like, a part of me was like, I appreciate the effort to make like a moral billionaire, but like. That's not how making money works. <laughs> I feel I'm always reminded of the. There's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer tries to get rich on the internet, and Bill Gates buys him out. And by buying him out, he just has goons break his computer. Um, and <laughs> and he says a line which always sticks with me, which is like, "Do you think I got rich by writing checks?" And then just laughing maniacally. And that's what I always think about with rich people. I'm like, they don't want to spend money. That's how they got rich. Um, and they don't want to buy factories so they can give the rights back to the ownership of the factory to the workers. I mean, good for the movie, I guess, for creating this weird wealth utopia where you can be both rich and a socialist. But I don't know. It just seemed like a weird uh, tying itself clearly- knots to create a universe where you can root for these hyper wealthy, like these cartoonishly wealthy people. Well, and and they like the part of like the big crux of the movie is the thing they hold most valuable is their son and all these treasured memories they have. I legitimately got upset when they said that. But it's also like, yeah, and they're like, well, obviously this is, you know, we're not, they're basically trying to paint them as not shallow people. They live in the Biltmore house. They They have worked dollar signs and cent signs into their brand logos. Their child's mobile was literally just money hanging from the the dog. They special bred a dog with (laughs) dollar signs, cent signs all over it. Um, Don't know how that works. They had to kill a lot of other dogs to make this happen. (laughs) I'm just saying. They did an episode on Nova about it. How how you get dogs with dollar signs on them? It took one thousand years, but they got it done. It's just like I kind of understand what they were trying to do because they they didn't want to make they wanted to make them likable. Like Richard Senior drops almost everything 
every time Richie wants something. Like he takes, he like brings him to work. He like plays catch with him while he's on these important business calls. Right. He like, if Richie calls, he answers no matter what's going on. He makes a special dad link. Dad, not found. Dad, not that. I, as soon as that happened, as dad link came up, I, I started saying that. To dad, <laughs> not found. Uh, uh, I like that it repeats itself because it just reminded me of like Apple uh, operating system updates. It's just yeah. like, turn it off. Just turn it off, Richie. We're good. Yeah, we're good. He's not, he's dead. I get it. Dad, not found. But the, the idea was, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make these likable characters. Well, at the same time, it's like they have, like, it's the character. You can't the do Richie Rich. The premise of the character is that yeah. he's ludicrously wealthy. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I don't have a better idea, but it is also very, like, jarring right. to, like, see all these things. Because you're like, yeah. Because and he's just yeah. buying uh, factories, I guess, all over the country to save people's jobs and give the factories back to the workers. Is that, yeah. is this part of his plan just in general, or is this a special case? Well, you're you know, a union like, tool. Yeah. Normal company name. Or was you know, it Union you, Tool? United Tool. United Tool, yeah. I mean, you could do that. You know, when you get to a certain point, like his money is making all the money he could possibly need at this point. Professor Keenbean, you want to talk about him? Yes. Michael McShane, who, uh, when I was a youth, like many youths, uh, I watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, the yeah. British version. Just to be clear, again, still a very popular uh, uh, middle schooler, um, and Michael McShane was on <laughs> the, the British is version piling a lot. Up. He was on the British version a lot, and I really, really liked him. And so he never really was a popular uh, actor here stateside. He had a and few he was, things. He was in this. He was in Office Space. He was in yeah, like just a he, few. He, he was showed a bit up in roles. an episode of uh, Seinfeld. He was. Um, uh, he was FDR, aka Franklin Delano Rossitano, or something like that. He, he, yeah, he had little bit parts here and there, but he never got like a thing where he really showed his his stuff. And this is not that role. This no. role is just fat jokes. There are two larger characters in this. There's a kid, and then there's Professor Keenbean or whatever the fuck his name is, and they both like get constant fat jokes. Yeah, they're always eating. They're always eating. They're always like tempted by food. Um, you know, when we're introduced to Richie Rich's private Mac- McDonald's, Professor Keenbean's already in there, and he's got a stack of various uh, items from the menu there at that Scottish Bistro McDonald's. It's very, <laughs> it's very annoying. This this they're also thing. not funny. Like it's it's like it's gross. It's dehumanizing. Yeah, I, I hope that someday we can move past it. But also. They weren't funny, you know. Like, yeah. he, like <laughs> it was like someone put a sandwich on on Keen Bean's chest during the climax when he's tied up, and yeah. rather than trying to free himself, he's trying to eat the sandwich that's sitting on his chest, and he yeah. can't reach it. He, like when they res- finally rescue him, he's like got his tongue pressed against the the sandwich, trying to get it. I'm like, ah, movie. That was always a weird scene. Not to skip too far forward or talk about something else, but I'm gonna. And that moment um, before he puts it on uh, Keen Bean's chest, like. Um, Van Doe, John Lorcat is the the villain is holding it and he like is about to take a bite and the sandwich has it's clearly like a, a like an umpteenth take cuz he's eaten a lot of the sandwich <laughs> uh-huh. and he only has like a very small but he's holding it still with two hands and he goes to take this big bite and it's always just kind of awkward and I it always like sticks in my memory just like the way he's holding the sandwich and the way he goes to bite it before he gets distracted and then And it's like when did he make it? a sandwich during this this scheme of his? Oh, Kim Kim Bean made it. He is. He stole oh, his sandwich. Oh, he's eating his yeah. sandwich. Yeah, that's part of the uh, scene before. No. Okay, I'm sorry. I you really? That. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. You really got to pay attention. A lot of to lore. It's You're like a miss. DCEU. This is I'm a about to Zack on my YouTube joint. channel later. I'm about to break the whole thing down. Gross. I'd rather die. There's also a lot with Keen Bean. There's <laughs> a lot of like, like Pratt Falls and um, wacky inventions. It sort of reminds me of like. I think oh, he's yeah. supposed to be like a Q-like character or even like the scientist from The Naked Gun more like um, where he's coming up with these wacky inventions that definitely do come into play during the final act. This whole, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, Chekhov's super sticky molasses stuff. Ugh. But it's also like this, the lab, and then also the the artist who's creating Mount Richmore with lasers and shooting at her coworkers, uh, like with this giant rock, uh, chiseling laser. This is all super dangerous. I know it's like it's like set up to be like, isn't this a wacky, fun place? But it was like the, my first thought is okay. So they test 
it's in one of those like pumps that you would use for bug spray and a they bullet, it bulletproofs your yeah anything. they they spray it on clothing and then they get behind this plexi and then the assistant just shoots bullets at this <laughs> child <laughs> also i wrote on my notes uh define bulletproof because there were holes all through the suit that, that was supposedly impervious <laughs> through to bullets i was like how does this work yeah. again but you also gets claudia schiffer to chain train him uh, arnold arnold schwarzenegger's his regular I wrote, uh, oh, good, Richie Rich is horny. Because uh, that yeah. was also a weird, like, Macaulay moment where uh, when she comes in, she's like, I'm here. Sound, 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 sound. Um, and Richie Rich looks at the camera, which I think is the only time he does it in the entire movie, yeah. and goes, what yeah. does he say? Yikes! Or something like weird, and raises his eyebrows up and down. And I'm like, oh, don't get your little wiener hard for this. This is weird. <laughs> it was weird. Congratulations on the zit, sir. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, what's his name? Herbert Cadbury, Cad- Cadbury. Who is a character from the comics. Most of, these char- most of these characters are characters from the comics. In fact, I think one of the comics that was for Richie Rich was Richie Rich and Cadbury. And um, he's like an Alfred Pennyworth type character. He's just always around mm-hmm. Richie Rich. Getting him the in butler, and so. out of scrapes, perhaps. But here he just seemed, I don't, I didn't know what to do with this character. Like it felt like it was like just sent from central casting, like out of the box Butler generic character. They didn't seem to be much interesting about him. He's just like a by the numbers uh, Butler character. And then at some point he gets sent to jail and he has to like escape from prison and he's wearing like biker outfits for the rest of the movie um, and we're supposed to be like, oh, the things we know about this character tells us that he is uncomfortable in these biker outfits. And like, all I know is that he's a butler. So he wore a uniform before. What do you want me to? I don't know anything about this fucker. I'm going to uh, I'm going to disagree wow. with you while wow. also damning the movie with faint praise <laughs> by saying I think he is the most well-drawn character in this entire movie. He is an uptight butler and at the, he is more uptight at the beginning of the movie and but he's also like fiercely protective okay. of Richie. Like the Vando's like uh, dipshit bodyguard guy, like like grabs Richie because it's like it's time to go. They're moving, and he like grabs him by the arm, not in a like in an aggressive mm-hmm. way. That was that was bad, but also not in the like a you know he was a little kid. He wasn't listening. You know, like you could see somebody doing that, and then Cadbury like shuts it down. Mm-hmm. He's and it's like it's a good. I thought that was a pretty good again, for this movie. Indication of like how he feels about Richie is protective right. and is kind of like a surrogate parent when his parents aren't around. And over time, we see Cadbury open up a little bit, loosen up a little bit. He goes to prison and makes friends. They're playing gin rummy. I did laugh when he uh, said, gin. Uh, he was like uh, yeah. chagrined that he was winning and the uh, other inmate was very angry about losing gin, yes. gin rubby. I was... He gets I mean, uh, there, I, toothpaste. I mean, I agree with you about the the moment where he defends Richie Rich. Otherwise, though, I felt like he was like a stereotypical butler character. Maybe that's what yes, he is. Yeah. And like yes. the laughs that he gets, because he did get me to laugh the most. You think, you think Herbert Cadbury, <laughs> Richie Rich's valet is a stereotypical butler. That's right. How goddamn dare you? <laughs> um, he... I mean, he was by, he was by the book, but I mean, because he's by the book, I'm like, okay, well, I can just fill in the blanks here. And he he got a few laughs out of me because I didn't have to do much investigating into his characters. I was like, yeah, got it. I guess I've seen I've seen Downton Abbey. I think I know how this works. Upstairs, downstairs, I. <laughs> Uh, and he got a few laughs out of me, um, you know, him brushing his teeth and then raising the, the toothbrush uh, and it's all melted. Um, the gin mm-hmm. line made me laugh. He also says right before that, because he's thankful for them giving him toothpaste, I was beginning to think my teeth were growing fur, <laughs> which ha- always, the descriptiveness of that has always grossed me out. No, my brother calls it, uh, my teeth are wearing socks. Ugh. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like either of those things. I like that one even less. They probably haven't even been vaccinated. That stuck out. These days, what with the goings on and the headlines. I mean, honestly, 
I don't have much to say about this movie. I wrote a lot of things down. He's a prisoner in his own house, like Ellen. That was a note I wrote down. Sexiest man alive. <laughs> He's 12. That was another thing that bothered me. I got some stuff. I want to talk about the CEO training school. For His school is basically a, a Ben Stein-led CEO training school, and it, it's full of pretty good bits. No, yeah. They're all at like big CEO desks, like those big like yeah. mahogany 80s-style like desks. Which was a funny side like, gag. They're all being uh, like kind of brats, and I can't remember all the bits. But uh, Richie faxes a note <laughs> to another desk, and then sh- immediately shred the other kid. Immediately shreds it when the mm-hmm. teacher catches them. It's very funny. It, it was a lot of you, the the marrying of like shady CEO shit and little kids being little kids was was pretty good. I, there was one it sent a chill down my like, spine, but it did make me laugh. Right, right. It's bad for humanity, <laughs> but it's funny in this moment. But there's also like a the prissy school friend, which was pretty. I don't. It wasn't. He's not actually talking about being gay, so I don't know if you can technically call it homophobic. But it was very. Oh, homophobic. I'll call it homophobic. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was very. When gross. they're in fencing um, class, uh, he pokes another boy in the ass. With his, oh, that's right. With I forgot. His it's definitely home sword <laughs> and says, "Watch your ear. It's the first rule of defense." And then, yeah, then Richie okay, Rich does it to him part. to humiliate him because he's such a confident, effeminate man. Uh, you need to put him in his place. Uh, so he pokes him in the butt and repeats the same line. He also that same kid when he there in class um, has the shadiest plan for dealing with uh, a corporate takeover, yeah. and he gets chided by Ben Stein. By the way. Uh, creationist Ben Stein. Oh yeah, I just think with both I should was, get equal equal shakes in the classroom and let the kids figure it out. Both these things, but have equal evidence for and mm-hmm, against them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, that kid Ben I'm, Stein. Don't Ben Stein. Don't make me like you with your game show, and then make me hate <laughs> you when I find out more about just you. Just make me hate you first, and then do your game show. Don't start. Well, with just the game make show. me. Yeah, make me just stay indifferent to you, like I was before that. Is that the guy from Ferris Bueller? That's fine. The guy who wrote a the guy spe- from Richie wrote Rich. speeches for That's Nixon. Fine. Great. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, the way those kids like reacted, because Richie is the only one who seems like morally guided, and the fact that all these other kids are actual terrible people who uh, yeah. at one point, one suggests something and Ben Stein has to say, that would be illegal. It's like- Chilling. It's accurate, but it's chilling in mm. in a way that made me uncomfortable. I still laughed at it, but it was very uncomfortable. Well, and there, you know, and there had been plenty that had happened by 1994, but it's only gotten yeah. worse in the 27 plus years. Hence, I want to talk about back. We kind of already talked on. Sorry, we already talked about Culkin's acting, but I just wanted to point out that. He mourns his parent like he lost his favorite baseball mitt. <laughs> like he's like, oh man. I guess my parents are dead. Now, yeah. you know, he still, he pretty adamantly believes they're still alive. So like, I guess there's a little bit of leeway there because he just thinks it's a bummer because he do, he he's kind of in denial and he's right, of course. Right. But it's Is just funny because when he, he finds out, he like alive? mopes. No, just just blind hope, okay. I think at first until until later. When the dad link, Ugh. dad found. Get it? It's a metaphor, Hamhead. What's that from? I don't know. John Larroquette says it at some point. I, I wanted John Larroquette. Like, yeah. I was somewhat, like, hopeful because John. I like John Larroquette. Um, I was really hoping that he would, like, at least his character would be kind of fun. But yeah. it really was, it was just uh, straight from Central. He's pretty, I mean, he tries to He does try to, to don't get me wrong. He does yeah. try to murder someone. But I thought it was going to be a, a situation where the villain is like secretly the funniest and most charming person right, in the movie, right. like a Disney movie, where you're just like secretly rooting for them because you you hate everyone else. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, even John Larroquette's like general charm and smarminess, or as I call it, charminess, he doesn't really bring much to the table. It almost seems like he's also like, oh, Macaulay Culkin's not, I'm going to meet match Macaulay Culkin's energy here. I'm just going to do what right. he does. Uh, he also just seems to be sleepwalking through this. It's pretty by the numbers. He has a couple of moments that are kind of funny, but he doesn't. And it's not that he doesn't get much to do because he, he is the villain and he, he has plenty of scenes. 
but there's not really anything for him to sink his teeth into and he doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very paint by numbers villainry. Although, Even with the sandwich, say, he could have sunk his teeth into that. Didn't, as you noted. He tried, got distracted. He does create a sense of danger though, because he is murdering. So I guess there's that. He does have a sense of menace, I guess. Yeah. DJ, I have bad news. For the first time in a long time, I don't even have my one big thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'll, my one big thing I would kind of already talked about, which is like socialist tendencies by billionaires. <laughs> I I think there's there's no reasonable conclusion to that except for you don't get to be a billionaire anymore. Like if you follow that logic, like you could see someone having a turn, but it ultimately has to result with you giving up as much as you humanly can of your fortune because you don't need people don't need that much that's the whole point that's the point while i don't want to get into whether this whole thing is like people don't need this this stuff and i mean they have like multiples of stuff they don't need they're they're bored out of their minds they're sort of the idle rich it reminded me a little bit of like adam's family adam's family sometimes plays this up with the adamses where they they are so wealthy that they don't need to do anything they just uh, accumulate wealth but there's something about the adamses where they're so just like out there that it doesn't bother me that much. They're just like doing their right. own thing. And they're so overtly, I mean, the riches are also cartoonish, but I mean, the Adamses are even more so cartoonish right. um, that I'm like, whatever, do your thing, you guys. Another irony I just realized while you were talking was that he is, Richard Rich Sr. is also the, the, the owner of a company with a board of directors. If he truly believes that he should give companies back to their workers, he should give his fucking company that makes candy bars is what I gathered back <laughs> yeah. to his fucking workers. Someone's making those fucking candy bars. And it's certainly not those rich fat fucks in the, let me say it again, because I just, just talked about the fat jokes. Those rich old fucks <laughs> in this boardroom. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. We got to talk about the Biltmore. That's the whole reason we did this. uh, Yeah, please do. Uh, What insights to Richard Rich uh, (parentheses 1994) did you get uh, from being and in the Biltmore? So we visit visited the Biltmore, which is where all the exterior locations and some, I guess, of the interior locations were shot. uh, From what I read, it it was mostly on site. They got their money's worth at least because the Biltmore is in the background a lot in this. Yeah, they they have a lot of of money shots of the Biltmore, especially outside and the fountains. And um, let, you know, I, I will say this: the main thing I learned is that it's neat <laughs> to see something in real life that you just saw uh, on a uh, in a movie or on television. <laughs> Interesting. Um, now, did you spring for the uh, two hundred forty dollar Richie Rich specific tour? Yes, they uh, catapulted us <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> They got. They let us put a uh, bubble bath in the fountains. Um, it was delightful. Um, I got to murder uh, <laughs> a uh, security guard by putting him through a machine. That that's what we were like. We were walking around. We're like, "Where's the fucking lab? This house sucks." <laughs> All I wanted to see was the lab. I wanted to turn some shit into a bedpan, and I. Didn't I mean, that lab it. did look like it was definitely in the Biltmore and not in just like a warehouse in a studio <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Just put up gray walls. Who cares? We were kind of like, did they film the lab here? Because if they did, they really didn't take advantage of the space. <laughs> Got to see the pool. There's a, a pool that no longer operates, but it was, a, I guess, a rare, a very rare thing when it was built. Did you, you went to the Belmore when you were in Asheville, didn't no, you? No, it was kind of raining on and off that day. And um, we were with Tyler's parents. This isn't good tape, but we were with Tyler, Tyler's yeah. uh, dad and his sister, and they really weren't interested in, they seemed ambivalent about going. We thought about going to the gardens, but then it was raining. The price right. was pretty high for yeah. the thing. You get it. Yeah. I did, uh, I think something that you can relate to, but Lauren and I made uh, an enemy uh, Ooh, nearby on the an tour. Enemy. This imaginary enemy. No, I yeah, say. it's all imagined. No one cares about me. It's all completely them. in my head. Uh, There's a woman near us who she was with her boyfriend, and she uh, was just laughing loudly Ooh. at a lot of things. Not not at anything happening at the Billmore because it's not a funny place per se. It's not like Toontown in there. But it was weird how I how I immediately became like old money because I was like, oh, she must be nouveau riche. <laughs> Shut up. We're trying you to enjoy this Molly tour. Brown over here keeps laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
but that's it. Uh, I will say this big conclusion. I just want to kind of gain all of the information, put it together, and just say it's a really big house. You know, um, you've really given me a fresh per- perspective on um, things. Just yeah. in general, just nouns, uh, people, yeah, places, yeah. and things um, in general. Thank you, DJ. I think I d- it was really worthwhile that we watched Richie Rich, parentheses, <laughs> 1994, because you were going to the Biltmore. You know, Hannibal was also filmed at the Biltmore. I just want to say <laughs> Is that, that true? Yes, Hannibal, not the show. I didn't know uh, that. The, the 2001 uh, movie. Oh, I've never, I've never seen that. There's so. a brief exterior shot of the Biltmore. What else do you need? You didn't bring it up. I should have said you. something. I should have said something. Now, I also saw someone that I literally haven't seen since high school. Anderson there, so. Cooper. What's up? What's up, Andrew? Um, no, it was not Anderson Cooper. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm in the he East was a, Wing He was today. a grade above me. And also, <laughs> I see him every day. So let's go to the verdict, oh, shall we? Let's. I'm going to take my helicopter because I'm rich. I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to put in a cage and then pour, push well, through an electrical field. I can't hear you. The, the chopper blades. I'm just saying I'm going to be electrocuted to death in this cage for some reason. I've got these headphones know, on. Can you put your headphones on? I don't know why they didn't just shoot us, but they put us in this cage. Okay, Damon. What's Hi. your verdict? Yes. Hi. Um – I, you know, I wanted to be angrier about this movie uh, than I am. <laughs> Love feeling anger. And I wanted to maybe find a secret little gem in this movie uh, that I did not find. I mostly just watched this uh, with a blank expression on my face. <laughs> it was neither so unfunny that I was offended, neither was it funny. It was just sort of this nothing of a movie. Uh, I mean, imagine eating just like unflavored tofu and just like, yeah, okay. I have consumed something. Didn't have any flavor in it, but I ate it. This was- Says the grape nuts lover. (laughs) Hey, at least that makes a sound when I chew it. (laughs) That's true. This is, this is, this is nothing. Don't, don't watch this movie. This is, the people in it don't seem to be enjoying themselves, except possibly Christine Ebersol seems to be having a fucking blast. Yeah, Um, yeah. But the movie is just, it's filmed in the most boring way possible, despite having one of the most beautiful private homes. Uh, let's not forget <laughs> it's Anderson Cooper's like grandfather's home. I just want to point that out yet again. Um, that uh, in, in, real in riches America, to riches story. <laughs> he finally made it. I mean, to to his family, they're probably like, oh my God, I can't believe he's a journalist on television. Ugh, television. Ugh, how did he fall into that crowd? Uh, this is, no, I don't, I'd rather it was a worse movie. I'd rather it was A Christmas Story or Battlefield Earth or anything else. This was just such a waste of my time. <laughs> what did you think, DJ? So you're in Child's an Idiot, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're okay. in Child's an Idiot. So, you know, there are myriad flaws with this movie that we just spent <laughs> almost an hour talking about. Having said that, other than the specifically offensive things that we pointed out, the fat jokes and the uh, homophobia, uh, it's, it's, I want to say- the weird it's sexism a- towards his mom not knowing what a socket wrench is. Yeah, that's true. But also, beyond those things, which could be, you know, could be considered offensive, uh, it, it's just, that's the word I want to use as inoffensive. It's, it's just kind of like- Despite its offense, right, <laughs> it was right. inoffensive. I'm like giving too many caveats for it to make any sense <laughs> anymore. But it's just like it doesn't, it doesn't say anything. Like the the most interesting thing it says, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Which is the sort of socialist uh, tendencies his father has. Which is like, wait, what? It's hard to square. Um, and even that, also, like, is just sort of. I think that's not even like a character element. That's just sort of like a a way to sort of hand wave to the audience that oh, this 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 guy's a mensch. Don't worry about him. He's, he's one, one of the, the good, good ones. ones. Yeah, but it's also not. You're absolutely right that it's not bad enough to be mad about. There's there's a good bit of kid acting, especially from Macaulay Culkin, and he's not good at it. He is not good at it. I watched 
this movie a, a lot apparently because I remembered wow. a lot of it. Um, not like it was one of my favorites, but I have just seen this a lot because I, I was remembering every moment as opposed to that movie you've like saw a couple times maybe when you were little and then you have it again. You're like there's so much you forget. You're like, oh, right. This. Oh, they killed that guy before. If that. this was like special to you, I don't think you'd go back and be mad about it. You know what I mean? So it's hard to like, it's a no, little bit but hard. I wouldn't, out of don't, don't go up to your friends and be like, you haven't seen Richie Rich? Parenthetical right. 1994. Yeah. I want to say this. Douglas you're Petrie. In, you're in a child as an idiot, mm -hmm. but don't, but like, it's fine. Don't beat yourself <laughs> up about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's mad about it. You can see why they made this movie. It was for money. Um, but it certainly wasn't yeah. for a creative reason. They didn't have anything to say. And the most popular Richie child Ridge, actor the in the world at the time was blonde. And they were like, we got to strike whether the iron is hot. Yeah. He's Elijah about Wood to... can't carry this weight with his brunette locks. <laughs> He's, this kid's about to turn 13 and then quit acting for decades. So we got to do this. Move, this is, the, is this the movie that broke him? I think it might have been. It's either this or getting even with dad, right? I think this was one. It was either his last one or his one, one of his last ones before he went on hiatus. And I think... Uh, According to IMDb, it is the last one before hiatus, but who knows what that means. I feel yeah. like getting in with that was the last one, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think, everybody? You're on Charles and Idiot at gmail.com. You can email us. You can uh, leave a voicemail or text us at 615-576-0525. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, haven't figured out TikTok yet. We try every TikTok. day. Well, first thing, uh, the URL is TikTok, not TikTok. Oh, you see? Maybe that's see? what I'm getting wrong. That's why those those kids in the parking lot the kids were laughing TikTok. at you. We want to thank all our patrons, including... Brianna Wyatt... Josh Frigo. Travis Vance. The supreme ruler of this podcast. Demons will stream His honor, the mayor. Dan McIntyre. Beth Sermont. David Mort. Jonathan Day. <laughs> Just cause. Scalf-a-saurus. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I have to do this in Jeff Goldblum voice, so I apologize. Uh, Dr. Um, uh, Malcolm's uh, heaving bosom. Heather Tuggle. Okay. Uh, Tyler Richardson. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Karen Curd. Lindsay Nell. The Zesty. Jacob Grimm. Particle Man. Dramatically placed hot dog. Larissa Maestro. T. Smith. Jeremy Powlin. Kevin from Cleveland. Thank you all very, very much. We Thank really you. appreciate your support. If you want to become a patron like them, patreon.com slash your inner an idiot. Um... I'm just going to find uh, some change to jingle rhythmically while, mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. while we go out. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to list? Uh, do you want to just read from the NASDAQ? Let us know how the stocks are doing. That seems like a yeah. person. Uh, I'll, check, I'll check on my Doge coin. <laughs> so you got your earnings. Uh, you got Deer and Company, um, PT, Telecomunicasi. You know what? This is this is this is gold. This is nothing. <laughs> it's bad. Money is so boring. I can't imagine having a whole family based off of it. The riches. <laughs> Do you know they invented being rich and that's why it's called that? Oh.